0: On this fourth Sunday of Advent, which happens to be Christmas Eve, <laughs> this morning we're on the fourth Sunday of Advent, that will change at noon, our scripture is, uh, comes from the gospel according to Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph. The virgin's name was Mary. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is the word of God for all of us. Thanks be to God. I ask you please to pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O God. Thou our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In American culture, we have had a long love affair with the unexpected visitor. Think about it in just a very simple way, in knock-knock jokes. What's a knock-knock joke about? It's about someone who shows up, didn't expect, and we don't know what they're about. So I think about one of the most annoying ones that I remember from my childhood. Knock-knock, who's there? Apple, Apple who? Knock knock, who's there? Apple. Apple who? Goes on and on and finally knock knock, who's there? Orange. Orange who? Orange you glad I didn't say apple again? <laughs> you know, just this kind of like, what's gonna show up, what's it gonna be, and how is it gonna affect me? And a lot of times our reaction is negative. I'm dating myself here very much, but in my teen years on Saturday Night Live, there was a skit called Land Shark. And the hilarity of Land Shark was that a person would show the the, the person would be in their home, there'd be a doorbell, they'd ask who it was. Someone we couldn't see on the other side would make up all sorts of jokes about what it was. Even with not knowing them, somehow the people would open the door and then in, come would, land sh- in would come Landshark and eat them. In the 70s, you know, the, I think the actors were on a whole lot of drugs. This was hilarious, <laughs> you know, this, this idea of opening the door, you never know what's gonna come in, it might be the Landshark or it might be the Orange. We have a history, a tradition of we're not quite sure what this visitor is going to bring. Perhaps it goes all the way back to the angel Gabriel. Because today we hear a powerful story that begins with an unexpected visitor. Someone that Mary wouldn't have imagined coming to her in her wildest dreams. Who gave her the opportunity to change her life. To cooperate with God. To receive the gift of that messenger. As we read the the biblical story, we realize that Mary was just a young, engaged girl. That's it. There is nothing that the Bible tells us that she was any holier than anyone else. She was just minding her business. She was engaged and not married, so she was in her parents' home. And suddenly, an angel appeared. I I like to wonder what she was up to when the angel appeared was she washing dishes? (laughs) Was she sewing? Was she out in the field taking care of animals? She was just going on her everyday life, and suddenly here appears an angel, a messenger from God, and he says, greetings favored one, which I've got to say sounds straight out of Star Wars. So just we greet you in the name of Christ. You are favored by God, and she's puzzled by this. And then the angel tells her that she will bear a child and the child she bears will carry on the lineage of King David. And Mary's smart and she's like, I'm not married yet. (laughs) How is this going to happen? And the angel explains, the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will conceive and you will bear a son this amazing mystery, and Mary reflects upon it and says, yes, let it be with me according to thy will. I want to reflect with you on messengers and saying yes. As we hear this story, particularly in the Protestant tradition, I don't think we tend to relate all that much to Mary we hear this story, and we think, oh yeah, that happened a long time ago. Just, yeah, that's, that's not us. That wouldn't, that wouldn't happen to me. That's some other story. And yet, that's not what the Bible says. Mary is a good Jewish girl. There were a lot of good Jewish girls in her day, but she was the good Jewish girl that God chose to carry out this ministry. We tend to distance ourselves. We tend to say, oh, that's that's not about us. Uh Uh-uh. What God is showing us is, yes, this is about you. I will send you messengers. I will invite you to carry out my purposes in the world. As I've said, in Protestantism, we tend to downplay Mary. We tend not to relate to her and focus on her. This is so different from Catholic tradition, which sees Mary, frankly, in some ways, sees Mary as more approachable than God. Now, Personally, I've got problems with that because I think God's pretty approachable. (laughs) But but there is a way in which for some, Mary is a beloved intermediary, one who is perhaps gentler, perhaps more compassionate than our images of God. Mary is someone that you can go to in your hardest times because you know that she has gone through her own very difficult times. In the Orthodox tradition, they call Mary Theotokos, which is Greek for God-bearer, and they honor her, they revere her as a partner with God in bearing God into the world. The Theotokos is the one who cooperated with God in bringing Jesus into the world. And we tend not to think that way. We tend to hear these stories and think, that's nice, let's get to the Christmas dinner. (laughs) You know, we don't tend to think it applies to us. But God does send messengers in our lives. Perhaps not a whole lot of us will have an experience of an angel that appears in shining light, a heavenly celestial being. Maybe you've had that experience. I have to be honest, I haven't. <clears throat> but I absolutely have experienced God sending messengers. God sends <clears throat> messages through the way that music can touch us and speak right to our hearts and commission us to some way of being in the world. And God sends messengers who invite us into tasks we thought we couldn't do. Mary listened to the angel. She heard him out. And then she kind of let him know, you know, there's a problem here. I'm not married. <laughs> and then as the angel explained it, she heard that also and said yes. Yes. What are you called to bring to birth today? How are you called to respond to a messenger? That messenger can come in very simple ways. Maybe a messenger comes to you in the voice of God in prayer, where you receive this strong sense, you've got to be the one in your workplace to go and change the dynamic. Some of us work in really awful workplaces where people are horrid to each other, not supportive, not caring. And sometimes we just get used to that. We just adjust to that until a messenger comes around and says, you, you're going to be the one who's going to go into your workplace and be compassionate and listen and refuse to carry on that culture of undercutting one another. And if the messenger comes to you and says that, your first reaction may be, wait a minute, I'm not the right one for this. Remember, the angels have heard that before. Mary did the same thing. I'm not the right one to change my work culture. I'm not that nice myself. And the angel says, nothing will be impossible with God. God works through us. God calls us to tasks we think we can't do. But the Holy Spirit equips us to do that. Or I think about this season in our national life where we're hearing so much about sexual abuse and also so much about racism. It takes a lot of courage to be the one to stand up and to say either I've experienced that abuse in the past or no, we're not going to talk that way about people of other races. We're not doing it. And yet we may have messengers coming to us, maybe a friend, maybe something we've read that comes to us and sticks in our hearts and says, you, you need to be the one who will stand up about this. And our first reaction is, I'm not that brave. I'm not, ooh, I don't like speaking out. And the messenger says, nothing is impossible with God. You can go. You can be someone who says, "Uh uh-uh, you can't talk that way around me. I received a particularly horrid piece of email uh, Thursday night, and I was so troubled reading it, and then I have to say how proud I was as I saw this kind of email of over and over again people saying back to the sender, this was horrid, please take me off your list. I don't want to hear this. Please take me off our list. We can choose not to expose ourselves to things that are hateful toward other people. And what courage it gives us, what encouragement it gives us when we see others say, no, I don't want to read this garbage. Don't, don't talk to me that way. Uh-uh, we're not doing this. God sends messengers that invite us to have the courage to stand up and say, we're not going to talk that way. And if you're going to talk that way, I'm not going to listen. Or I think about a calling that many of us have taken on one way or another, the calling to care for another human being. Maybe your calling to care has come through parenting. Maybe your calling to care has come through watching out for someone in your neighborhood that you know is going through a hard time. Maybe your calling to care has come through foster parenting or grandparent care of a child. Or maybe your call to care has been for an older relative. And when that call has come to you, your first reaction has been like, "Marry me? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I don't know that I can do this." And the messenger, God's voice, comes to you and says, "Yep, yeah, you can do it. I'll show you how you can do it. Nothing is impossible with God." Brothers and sisters, we have the pleasure of living in a life where we are invited to cooperate with God, where God chooses regular, everyday people like Mary and Joseph and says, you, I want to do something special through you. What a gift that is. What a pleasure to be invited into participation in God's work in the world. Perhaps we've lived it so powerfully just before this in Keir's baptism, when Keir is baptized, his family brings him and says, we want to offer this child for God's work in the world. Boy, is that scary, because we don't know what God's going to do. And all of you responded, and you said, yeah, we're going to pray for this child. We're going to watch this child. We're going to notice what his spiritual gifts are. Maybe we'll teach him Sunday school. Maybe we'll volunteer with Vacation Bible School. Maybe we'll buy a share from him when he wants to go to work camp." But We're going to be part of this. We're going to say yes to this. God sent Angel Gabriel to Mary 2,000 years ago, and it was a miracle. And it was a miracle of a type beyond what most of us will experience in this life. But please, brothers and sisters, don't think God is out of the miracle business. God is still sending messengers through music, through friends, through coworkers, through things we read and hear. God is still speaking to us and saying, you, you can do something to improve the world. It's totally fine to tell God our doubts and our questions, but I pray that you, like Mary, will say, yes, and trust what the angel said, nothing is impossible with God. Thanks be to God. Amen.